Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to Blighty Day Fiance, colon, Sister Blights. Sister Blights. The only Sister Wives fan podcast. Fan podcast recap podcast by a married, monogamous, transatlantic couple. Living in London. Living in London. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Now you no might- one else can say that. <laughs> if you can say the same, I want to hear your podcast. I want to see two utility bills. <laughs> <laughs> Proof of address. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right? You might wonder what qualifies us to... Um, recap this. And the truth is nothing, not a whole lot. Nothing at all. We do cover reality shows that are about relationships and we add a unique perspective to them, I think, because, you know, we are, you are someone who grew up free from, um, I think any real insider close. Yeah. We don't do a lot of like polygamous marriages in this country. That's right. Um, I mean, I'm sure it happens. Yeah. Yeah. But, but there aren't like large swathes of the country that are known for it. That or religious fundamentalism. No. For that matter. No. Um, not a whole lot. Now you are coming into... We haven't got the Norfolk militia. Yet. Yet. That we know of. <laughs> you never know. They might be underwater. Where's that weird place with all the like cutouts of the soldiers? I half know what you mean, and I yeah. half don't. Okay. We we won't worry about that for now. Good. Um, anyway, we are talking about Sister Wives Season 17, Episode 2. Is there a favorite wife? That is the question. What's the answer? Yes, my dear, it's you. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> Thank you. Um, now, I have pages and pages and pages pages of notes 
on this episode. But I think, broadly speaking... Have you been sitting in the closet writing these? No, I was... You right, don't occasionally I was, go and sit in there to collect your thoughts? No, uh, I, I was right next to you while you were playing on your phone, <laughs> <laughs> talking to inmates. <laughs> um, that's a love after... Life after, love during lockup. Yeah, they joke. Just, it's the lockup of us. It's the log up of hers. Now, to be fair, I have come to this franchise later than most people. I've watched more of it than you have. You're like the Robine of the franchise. You've come in, but very much made it your own. I'd like to think so. Um, I hope that's where the comparisons between myself and Robine end. Uh, because I think that she is possibly the most despicable person on television. We should um, recap this in case anyone's coming in cold here. My actual name, I don't know if we said at the beginning, my name is... Her name is Michelle. My name is Robin, R-O-B-I-N. That name is pronounced Robin. Um, R-O-B-Y-N is very much Robin. Um, Yes, certainly for our purposes, because otherwise it gets confusing. I will explain that for like the first (laughs) four of these podcasts. Yeah, and then we'll just leave it. I will stop doing it. Um, So I thought one way to approach this episode is... With caution. (laughs) To talk about um, the various issues that are raised and then look at it from everybody's different point of view. This sounds highly confronting. I love it. Does that sound good? Yeah. Okay. So um, the first issue that I want to raise is... This is like the serious bit at the end of an episode of Springer. Do you remember when he would give his little talks? I was not that much of a fan. I I thought you were going to say I was not born. Well, I wasn't. Um, I was. I absolutely was. Uh now um what's the first issue the first issue is timekeeping ah (laughs) is that why you left that massive pause no i left that massive pause because i realized i forgot to mention in the announcements in our last podcast uh the crossover episode that i did with uh jake anthony on the finale of seeking sister wife a phenomenal episode of television lovely podcast too thank you very much so go to the reality gaze feed um, yeah if you like this show you probably like that show yeah yeah i I think it's reasonable it's like the mutant comedy cousin i mean this is the real shit though right yeah it sure is boy is it ever okay so um back to timekeeping uh cody has a private place in the closet where he can escape to Weirdly, in the only remaining house where there are children that actually I like him. I know a place where I can go, where I'm alone. When I'm... Into your arms, oh, into Is this your the second Evan Dando reference that we've made in two podcasts? I think it is. I'll never make another. Okay. Um, yeah, so Cody, uh, despite having four wives each with their own house, yeah. uh, still has nowhere to hide. No, well, the garage is full of boxes. It is, that's true. Um, can't believe some. <laughs> <laughs> can't believe he hasn't built a man cave in any of those houses. Maybe that's what Coyote Pass is. 
Why hasn't he gone there? Because uh, it's a vacant lot. <laughs> That's fine. I, I'm pretty sit- sure they showed a picture of him um, and pardon the earworm that this is going to trigger for everyone. But I, I believe some of the B roll we saw was him running up a hill in, <laughs> yeah. uh, on coyote pass. Just ruined it for me. Um, you guys, we're going to put, I'm going to try and, and, uh, get that clip and put various, uh, musical scores because watching him run from house to house, he runs like a 10 year old boy. He runs like a little boy and like Benny Hill. So we'll have to put that music in. Yeah. And uh, we'll also have to do it cause, cause British, right? Yeah. Um, maybe the road runner, we can just have a meet me. There's a bit of that. Uh, you did not enjoy the fact that he was texting and driving. Oh, God. You, you wanted to speak on that. Is it a bit early in the podcast to go on a big old run? I think it is. Maybe maybe we'll park that, haha, <laughs> unlike Cody. He's there with his sun visor, his phone. He's driving in his office slash I feel like the, it was vehicle. a baseball cap, but his hair... The products that he puts in his hair melted the top of his baseball cap. No, that cap was off. a visor. <laughs> I, I think he has what... Um, it's like an old lady in Vegas. I think, well... In he, many ways. He did live in Vegas. Yeah. Um, I think he has what uh, certain male friends of mine have referred to as a hair system. Yeah. Which is basically a couple of uh, wigs and extensions kind of put together when a gentleman so. starts to uh lose his hair. Um, no. I look I, we could spend I'd hours like just think, talking about I, that. I would like to think that I mean I've been to some shops where they sell real shit, but I'd like to think there is no manufacturing process in the world that would like deliberately manufacture something <laughs> that ugly. I kind of feel that like Something as awful as that is something only Mother Nature could conceive of. Do you think the curls are better or worse than what you see in, say, the title sequence where he's got that kind of fried, almost I mean, that's neolithic her- that's kind horrific. of look? But we saw a picture of this this week when he was a bit younger, and he was quite a handsome man. Why you would then go for... <sighs> I'm ch- honestly, I'm trying to think what that haircut is, and I'm only coming up with Pokemon references, and that's no good to anyone. No. No, but it, fundamentally his hair looks like something you've pulled out of a plug hole. You know when it just keeps going and keeps going and keeps going? Yeah. Yeah. And then someone's just spat that onto his head. So we know... I don't know why it was in their mouth to start with. Ugh. Yeah. We know that uh, one lady who won't be cleaning that out of... <laughs> Any plug hole, be they, be they literal, proverbial, or otherwise. Or the is nanny, what does she do? Christine. Oh. Christine's turfed him out, hasn't she? Tell him to sling his sick. Gary. Yeah. Actually, she's not really. She's slung her own hook. What does that mean? I'm unfamiliar with that expression. S- slinging one's hook just means leaving. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, but we'll get to that. So we know that... Cody works a lot. <laughs> what does he do? What he does is anyone's guess. So we've seen B-roll of him running back and forth from house to house. We've been told that he... Right. And please May, don't start 
is he working for Postmates or something? Is he delivering food? No? I couldn't tell you. I'd okay. love it if I could finish a sentence. Is that going to be possible? Yes. Thanks. <laughs> um, Cody babysits <laughs> his own children. You see, to stop myself interrupting, I took a mouthful of water there. <laughs> and I really shouldn't have, because that was the most egregious line of the entire show. In a show that honestly, like... Is it- full of egregiosity for him to say to talk about babysitting his own children wow we have also seen b-roll of him journaling so we know that he has time for that yeah um janelle reports that when she that when he goes to her house he's not usually there until six or six thirty um so he's doing something all day uh Robin says that he works. Now you pointed Robin. out. I don't say. Oh, pardon me. I don't me. say shit. I say he strikes me as the sort of man who has an extensive model railway collection somewhere and just plays with it all day. Apologies if you did that. I'm just going based on what we see. So I thought it was a meat freezer. You said it was a storage unit. Which one? Or something that he was opening. I just put down serial killer chores could pay someone $20 an hour to do them. Oh, well, what, yeah. <laughs> what, sorry, I don't remember. Um, one thing that really occurred to me is he's saying, because he says, he's talking about the cleaning, isn't he? He's like, why would I not No, pay- he's talking about spending time with his own children. Why I, would he, why would he I babysit apologize. his own children? I apologize, children? I apologize, yeah. <laughs> for, I could get a babysitter for $20 an hour, but I could be making $200 an hour if I'm working. And I'm thinking... You could probably pay someone twenty dollars an hour to chisel snow off a log. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the kind of ready work that <laughs> yeah. uh, that really important work. Yeah, yeah. The likes of which uh, Robine's children will never know because their hands will forever be baby soft and unsullied by. Well, they've never been sat craft. on, have they? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that'll make him softer. Depends. Depends on the um, butt. Yeah. So uh, we still have no idea. If you no. know what Cody does during the waking hours besides sit on the weird sofa next to Robine and complain. And we low-key do know because, like, they have a production company don't they? And I don't know if they're involved with the making of this show. If they are, he might want to speak to his own editors because they hate him. Yeah, see, I don't see how he could be. I um, don't, yeah. So that's timekeeping. Would you give him a job? Would I give him a job? <laughs> I mean, if he just turned up, and if he was, like, interviewing, you know, he's got the hair pulled back. He's, you know, he understands some etiquette. If I wanted to hire someone to gaslight... <laughs> Uh, another person who I didn't like, maybe. Yeah. Or literally to light gaslights in the Victorian era to go around. Yeah, look, I mean, he knows his way around a shovel. He does, yeah. Well, he shovels um, enough shit, doesn't he? Clearly, he sure does. He seems to be fairly adept at multitasking. Um, I'd also like to draw attention to the fact that uh, Rabine and Cody 
quote, have a lot going on during the day, both of them. And it would be... She made out, like, she has, like, a, an intense full-time job uh, uh, as well, do, does she? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. It's really weird. If it is, it's very mysterious. But usually on shows, you know what people do for... Usually it says in the damn Aston, the lower third, the whatever you want to call it, like, the text at the bottom, you know, like, Debbie, 32, data entry operator, right? Right. Missouri. But... We have no idea if any of them work. It's all very cloak and dagger. Um, The last point I will make about timekeeping Uh is that, uh, again, Rabine alleges that Cody shares his time equally betwixt his, his wives and families, but, quote, different people who are, quote, struggling mm. to keep track mm. uh, are not oh, perhaps aware of how good his timekeeping is. I mean, it is, it's possible they're existing on different time streams and time appears to pass at a different cadence than it does for everyone else. Do you think they're big true detective fans? Yeah. 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 He's a flat circle. His face <laughs> is a flat circle. I mean, it's possible. Is it possible that Christine's house is on Jupiter where like a day lasts a different amount of time? That... I think it has to be because clearly. What you are know, the COVID protocols for, <laughs> for going to Jupiter? For interplanetary travel? Yeah. I mean. What do the CDC say? It could be that these protocols that. Cody is so precious about are in fact the fabrics, the very threads that hold the time space continuum together. Oh shit. That is possible. It's like a Doctor Who story. Yeah. He can't say the important work he's doing. Because if he does that, he's interfering like with the time flow or something. But he just has to make sure these things happen. If people only realized the onerous task that's been planted on his lusciously locked shoulders then they'd understand but he's not allowed to say no there are so many conflicting competing demands on what little time he has um and i think he is probably he strikes me as someone who plays a lot of um call of duty no, I don't think he would do anything that violent or anything where mm. he would have to compete with 11-year-old boys because <laughs> the way that he, well, he reacts tur- to he his turns own out the 18-year-old sons, boys, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think he wants to do anything that's no. even remotely competitive with other men. No, he probably plays Snake still, doesn't he? Yeah, I can see that. Um, Be gone, foul serpent. <laughs> well, if you want to get the snakes out... I'll say no more on that point. Um, what is our next topic? So our next, <laughs> our next topic. This is experimental podcasting. This today. is experimental podcasting. It's like jazz podcasting. The next, uh, the next topic that I want to cover is uh, the meaning of words. So I'm going to throw a quote at you. Um. <laughs> You might throw the whole book at me. And again, I'm, I want to raise a, a famous quote, actually. It's from Nikita Khrushchev, oh. which is 
we will bury you. <laughs> yeah. Right? Now, um, people who understand both languages have pointed out that the significance of those words, when he said, we will bury you, what he meant was our culture will outlive ah. yours and supersede yours. Right. Right? So when you hear... So that's one example of, you know, a, a very um, famous and very significant quote that's yeah, yeah. misunderstood. That's right. I'll footnote that. Um, a former Soviet leader. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Um, You're welcome. I am often called the David Foster Wallace of podcasting. Right. I mean, to be honest, our whole style is... <laughs> that's it, what I've known for. It's, fo- it's footnotes, isn't it? It is. We're those awful audio books where they, uh, they sort of say... Um, and, you know, um, before the Earth had gone around the sun, uh, Janet had lost her sneakers. Two. <laughs> Two. Sneakers are a... It's one of those. Do you ever come across those audiobooks where they feel the need to read out footnotes? Well, yeah, but I think for David Foster Wallace, you have to, because yeah. the footnotes are half the thing. But he does it in a style so that he doesn't number the footnotes. He just kind of... Anyway, it doesn't matter. Dave Eggers did a good thing. Where all his footnotes are like at the back of his first book, and you have to turn the book upside down to, to, to read it all. Yeah. I think one was heavily influenced by the other. Very much so. Um, if you didn't come here to talk about <laughs> titans of American literature, um, <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure, I'm sure Cody's written a book. Anyway, the quote is, I always said, if you're not happy here, you can leave. I didn't expect <laughs> you're not happy here to mean you will leave. Yeah. Um, I think that's fair. You could leave. I mean, could very often connotes and denotes not doing something. Like, it could have been the end of the world. Would generally be assumed to mean that it wasn't the end of the world. There's not a whole lot of overlaps between Cody Brown and the fictional character of Michael Scott, but that sound... (laughs) If you told me that was a quote from The Office, and I have watched that show... Over and over and over again. I know it backwards and forwards, but if you told me that that was a quote that I had missed out, I would absolutely believe you. Do do you have any any more um, word definitions for us to conjure with? Yes. So introspection is one of them. Cody says he's been doing a lot of introspection. And I am not sure that that word means what he thinks it means. Well, it means looking deep inside yourself and finding all those times that people have been a little bit mean to you. (laughs) Doesn't it? Yes. You look inside yourself so you can identify all of the hurt that other people have caused. Yes. um, And as I said to you earlier, uh, well, we'll finish with Cody first, but he... There was a moment where hell froze over and Cody actually apologized for there was. hurting Christine, but he quickly redirected in the in the ITM um, by talking about yeah. all the injustice that's been done to him. Yeah. Injustice is another word that I'd like to talk about, <laughs> particularly as it applies to a white cisgender heterosexual male in America who has three wives i think maybe you're being unjust or unjust 
I'll have to ask Cody. Yeah. Um, introspection tends to be, as you say, when people kind of look at where they've been accountable. Mm. Now, another word that Cody uses a lot in this episode is the new paradigm he that he's having like that. trouble adjusting to. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's something, it's, that's a cheap parrot, isn't it? <laughs> I think that's what that is. Oh, that's poor. Even but he's for you. really dug. Yeah, I know. He's really digging the word protocol, though, isn't he? Protocol. Yeah, that's he's another one that he really obsessed likes. Obsessed with the word protocol. Like, there are other words. Even if you want to use a wanky sort of unnecessary word, you could say, I don't know, rubric, couldn't you? Or procedure or something. But everything's a protocol. What would the elders of Zion say? I don't know. Is that who they're looking toward no that's the deeply racist anti-semitic tract oh right yeah of course i'm sorry um to think we spent the majority of our last episode talking about genocide and we didn't even make it to the elders of zion right uh we did talk about the spanish revolution though so um yeah civil war so forgive me oh that's really bad (laughs) (laughs) um so we've got, yeah, we've got protocols. Uh, click is another word that he uses to describe his own adult children and the way that they behave. Yeah, I, I often think of families as, as clicks, or as we say in, in Dear Old Blighty here, clique. Clique, like we, how it's spelled, yeah. Yeah, um, otherwise it would be clinic that you put in your face in the morning. Clinique, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a funny way to see a family, isn't it? Um, I suppose a clique is a bunch of people that get on well and see eye to eye with each other. Um, see, I would have thought that one of the, in my view, very few be- benefits of this lifestyle is, is the that, clickiness. Is that you have a family who support each other, or excuse me, a family who all support each other. For example, you have um, Janelle and Cody's daughter, Maddie, living in North Carolina. Like, uh, not even a, a shadow of a doubt of like, yeah, of course you can come live with us. Yeah. Like, it's, we're also watching Inmate to Roommate at the moment. And, and not that I'm suggesting any of these people are leaving a prison to go and live somewhere else. I mean, that would be in a, a, a very stretchy analogy, no, wouldn't it? No, of um, course not. Yeah. But part of it is like just the very notion of inviting anyone into like your marital home. It's quite a big imposition, isn't it? Yeah. Particularly when you have, I think at that point she had at least one kid very young Hmm. and possibly was pregnant with a second or had two under two something like that but not even like a blink of hesitancy no right and that's the power of a click and you and you should as other people call them a family right (laughs) um he even goes so far as as referring to his own son as a narcissist, I thought that was pretty brutal. So this is in this is with regard to again Janelle's uh, two older sons or two of her older sons, Garrison and Gabe. Uh, Garrison is the one who will be living in a trailer next to Janelle's rented home as he is currently saving. Uh, to purchase a home of his own. Well, he's saving to fix up the trailer, and then once he's in the trailer, he'll save to to get a home. No, he's been 
He's in the military. Yeah. So he has an income. He does need to fix up the trailer, but um, I believe that is the compromise that Cody and Janelle reached. Because you can live he, here, but in the garden. He very much wanted both of his own sons turfed out of their mother's home that he barely visits. Well, there's a lot of it in the Bible. Is there? Yeah. I don't... Yeah. I mean, okay. So, right. We've gone... We've done a lot with words. Um, <laughs> I want to... <laughs> I want to talk... Could you imagine playing Scrabble with Cody? He constantly be saying, that's not a word, just because he doesn't like it. Any word he doesn't like wouldn't exist. And then he'd go and look it up, and then he'd have to, like, forfeit double the points. And then he get really sad that everyone was like picking on him because they got better schools than him. Yeah, he would uh I guarantee you he's flipped over many a monopoly so many, board. So many monopoly boards. Like boards. there's there's no way he's played that game from start to finish without winning. Well he'd be worried, wouldn't he, that the you know the little dog was gonna <laughs> run off with all the iron's money when when actually that should belong to the top hat. Um so here is a Here's a red hot topic for you. Um, and that is accountability. Right. That's whether or not you can afford someone to do your taxes. Correct. Um, something that I'm sure is of no concern. Having said that, do you I, you do need a job before you pay taxes, and we still haven't. That's true. <laughs> I I don't know. I would be really interested to see what his W three form says. Because uh, I, I'm unclear. Yeah. Um, but yes, accountability, behavior, and choices. Mm. Um, Cody can only focus on how messed up it is when he's doing his introspection. In the cupboard. Which is something closet. that you do when you're in the closet. Yeah. Um, the literal closet. Uh, Cody can only focus on how messed up it is that he would have to take any of the blame for the failure of his marriage with yeah, Christine it's our, it's our because it's her, her behavior and choices yeah. that has put him off. To be fair, you know, she had the temerity of being unattractive to him before he married her. That's right. So she is very culpable for all of us. And let's not forget that she once enjoyed a plate of nachos. She did. She did eat the, the smoking nachos. Um, now, Cody is accountable, supposedly, to, oh. to all of his wives, to oh. his children, not the adult one, I no. note. I note um, only the ones who are of what he has previously described as a tender age. Ooh, that's creepy. Which is very creepy. Yeah. He is the sort of dad, though, that realizes like the very young children idolize, can idolize their dads in particular. Yes. Right? And that's the kind of relationship he wants with a kid, isn't it? I can't wait until um, our kid Alfie, not his real name, um, actually grows up and is a man. I mean, I love him at this age, but I'm also looking forward to the relationship I will, will have with him when he is a man. Right, I don't need that whole hero bullshit that you might get from a young kid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cody wants nothing but that. Hopefully he'll be out of the Minecraft stage by then because I have had enough. (laughs) 
It's all Fortnite now. I am tired of hearing about that. Okay. Um, if you've ever, if you have a child who has described YouTube videos of other children and sometimes adults playing video games, know that, uh, you're not alone in your suffering. Yeah, imagine the absurdity of recapping <laughs> someone else's entertainment. That, who, yeah. would, who would do a thing like All that? All right, fair enough. Um, <laughs> now, Christine, uh, a lot of what's discussed in uh, this particular episode is Christine leaving and how she's going to do that and where the various children are going to go and things of that nature. Um and to Christine, part of being accountable to her um, only remaining, I think, minor child truly is to raise her in an environment where she can be enveloped in love and and that she be enveloped in that loving environment before she can detect any toxicity or dysfunction. But there is no toxicity or dysfunction. That is all Christine's mutated perspective. Yes. She, she says that she wishes her daughters had a better relationship with their dad, but that is his responsibility, not hers. Um, now, not to defend Cody in any way whatsoever. It is a tough thing to hear that your kid is going to be like eight hours away from you. That is a huge hurdle for him now to overcome. A man that absolutely will not put the work in to do those eight hours, but will instead use that as, as an excuse for why he doesn't have a good relationship with his daughter. But if he, if the time that he spends with his daughter the the three out of 800 days that he spends with her is spent uh one of which was uh looking after robin's robin's children as well certainly not kayaking or hiking i just think if you see her so infrequently yeah and she's gonna be that he could have taken her to chisel snow off some logs yeah i don't know what was truly doing that day because an invite would have been nice um, I bet she likes jogging around the neighborhood. I think truly is a is a special snowflake. I think she's a unique uh child that some fans of this show are not not a huge fan of. Well, so, I don't know her yet. Yeah. I ain't got no reason to clown on truly. No, I mean she is a child, so We'll leave that there. Um, someone who is not a child, but who acts like one, perhaps, uh, whose eyebrows are beyond my comprehension and, and that of many others. What do you think um, about Rob Bynes? Uh, oh, I thought you were going to say Mary. For me, the, the reigning eyebrows of this show at the moment are Mary. I mean, Rob Bynes got a pair of eyebrows on her, but Mary's eyebrows are. No? Because they're so thin. Square. Are you thinking of the right one? I thought so. I think. I might yeah, be thinking actually, of her shoulders. Might... <laughs> <laughs> um, talk. Speaking of Mary, uh, her opinion is that it takes two people essentially to make a marriage work, and when one person is not willing to carry that mantle, it's. It's not going to work. Oh, she's not wrong. No, she is. Uh, 
it's nice that we get to see even a tiny bit of Mary because we haven't seen, we certainly didn't see much of her in the first episode. No. Um, and Janelle is busy. I'm surprised the crew could find her. (laughs) (laughs) I get the feeling like Jacob's cabin in Lost, a deep cut, that she is hard to track down. Like her cabin in the woods can be anywhere in the woods at any time. Well, maybe this is, this lends credence to your theory that these are all in different dimensions and possibly on different timelines. Um, I'm starting to buy into it. If if you, if there's a twist at the end of this whole show that he's not married to them all at once at all, it just seemed that way to him because like time I'll buy it. Yeah, I would too. I, I like this theory. It makes a lot more sense than this nonsense. Um, you mean stupid stuff, yeah. according to, to Cody. Stupid um, stuff. So, so Robine, uh, who is the last time I checked a grown-ass woman and an adult talks about being shut out by yeah. uh, Cody's other children. Yeah. Um, She talks about other people's poor timekeeping. And I note that she she refers to these sort of nebulous, different people, she calls them. Um, Can't imagine who she's talking about. She says she doesn't get preferential treatment. Here's the thing, though. I don't know that she does. Like, again, we don't really... With a show like this, you see kind of, you know, like the surface of things and people talk and stuff. I Robine has a shit life. That's the thing. What the other wives don't realize is having more of Cody is worse. Who wants more Cody? I mean, I do. I'm, I'm there for it. But I, like, I want there to be a flat screen TV screen between us. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm going to need for there to be at least uh, an ocean's width distance between myself and Cody. But Rabine has, she's very um, rooted in her, in her own, I think it's fair to say, victimhood. Yeah. Um, But it must be pretty sucky being Rabine. I wouldn't like it. Uh, he is so awful to his otherwise, and I get the feeling that for many years they merry like stayed quiet largely about it and just went, oh, I'm okay. But all of a sudden now they're all like, yeah, your husband's a dick. Um, I can see him coming home every day, although he's at home every day as far as I can tell because he's not going anywhere else unless he's driving and texting, um, and just moaning. And it must be exhausting. Yeah, I think it would be. I I actually believe her when she says she's never seen him like this and that uh, I don't believe that all the anger gets directed at her. I think that she's probably the only person who will listen to him at this stage. Janelle still maintains that their marriage is adequate and that she gets what she needs from him. Yeah. Um, this is a mystery to us all. I, where it's hard for me, uh, with understanding Janelle is that Janelle has had a whole career. Janelle has always worked outside the home. Right. Um, and I think that that has brought her a great deal of pride and a sense of purpose. Yeah. Um, and obviously she's very close with Christine, Christine having 
you know, had a very um, influential role in her children's lives and effectively looked after them while Janelle went to work. Well, essentially, it's a choice, isn't it, to to be a single woman, but to have all the accoutrements of family life and none of really the requirements of it. You don't have to worry particularly. I mean, I can, this is perhaps one of the appeals of a, uh, you know, polygamous, plural marriage lifestyle, that it's not all on you to take care of this man. Other people can fucking do some of that. Well, I can see it working in that sense. And she seems happy with that. This might be a, a hot take, a radical one even. Um, I'm here for it. But I think it's probably pretty easy to be uh, a wife in a plural marriage when you're actually a husband, you know, she's had none of the other women have worked outside the home, had that sense of purpose, oh, had that life point. outside of raising a family. You mean a traditional husband yes. role? Yeah, yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. 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 So I think she has actually probably got the best deal out of anybody. It doesn't seem to me that many demands are made of her compared to the demands that are made of the others. I imagine it was different many years ago when she was probably bringing in the only stable income. I imagine it was stressful from from that perspective. No. But relative to the other wives, yeah. I think she's one of those wives that you can imagine she'd be relieved when the supposedly, and my fingers are doing quote marks all over the place, the younger, prettier wife comes in because it's like, oh, good. I don't have to worry about that shit anymore, right? Yeah. I mean, that's the great tragedy here with Christine, that she seemed to genuinely love him and want him. That's the heartbreak of it. Yeah. Because if she could just be like, fine. <laughs> But she did mention that she wants to be able to retain that memory of her first love. Yeah, let it go. That she wants them to be friends. I mean, honestly. Let it go. I have never, but I have never seen someone so patient and grounded and at peace with her own mm. decisions. And I, and again, I can't say enough how much I admire her. No, I didn't think they could follow up the first episode with an episode that you were never going to do more of that because it would have been too much. Right. Right. But to transition from that into more of a soap opera thing in such a graceful way, it's incredible. And yeah, she continues to be a complete, a complete queen. For me, the most interesting thing in that kind of section was um, Cody saying... I know how women see ex-husbands, how much they hate ex-husbands. And it's not that I don't want to be that, but, like, I refuse to be thought of. Like, literally, like, mind police stuff. Like, you're a, I will not accept a bad opinion of me. I will act like an arsehole <laughs> if you have a bad opinion of me. Um, that's, I mean, <laughs> and then to call someone else a narcissist is tremendous it's he's terrified of people not worshiping his ego is so fragile i can honestly put my hand on my heart and not in the way that a lot of modern people kind of say oh fuck the haters but like if someone hates me and they have a good reason that'll trouble me right mm -hmm. but if someone just hates me fuck it i don't care 
It's just not important to me. I really don't care what other people think of me. What I do care about is if I've upset someone. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do want to, I know we don't do awards on this show, but you pointed out something absolutely (laughs) magnificent. And this is why I love, one of the many reasons why I love watching this show with you and all the other shows that we watch together. Um, So typically on our Date Blight episode, which is our our every now and then date night episode where we sort of, yeah, we cover shows that, that we don't kind of follow every week. Um, so the, the Wuthering Heights award for environmental exposition was the stop sign. Oh, it's amazing. That was looming over Cody's truck. Yeah, we should explain that. <laughs> it, it, in Wuthering Heights, like when um, when Kathy's feeling happy, the weather's nice, and when she's sad, it's all stormy. She's got to come in through windows and stuff in it. Um, it's known as the uh, pathetic fallacy in literary circles. Um, uh, but yeah, sometimes they do this in, in TV and films that like the environment will will mirror the inner feelings of a character. But yeah, Cody's driving down this road. I've never seen a stop sign so big. You know when you get harvest <laughs> moons? Yeah. And you're like, fuck, has the earth slipped? And like we're much nearer the moon than we should be. And it's just light refracting in a weird way, I think. But that stop sign was bigger than his truck. And like the Mona Lisa, when it moved, the stop sign seemed to move It really with it. did. It seemed to be following him. Like, do you remember that cartoon? And I think it was a movie first. It was, it was a trauma film, um, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes or Tomatoes. I loved that attack film. of the killer, killer tomatoes. tomatoes attack they re-recorded the music obviously in britain it has to be tomatoes oh okay right uh, <laughs> um it, the stop sign looked like a killer tomato right it rolling did. down the yeah. road trying to get him it's good i would enjoy that i would enjoy a, a sister wives attack of the killer tomatoes <laughs> crossover i used to have a little killer tomato on my dashboard did you my first car yeah do you ever see that movie tire i don't think so it's an incredible cult horror kind of weird movie made by someone interesting whose name i can't remember now but it is about a killer tire like off a car it's a sentient tire and it goes crazed and it just bounces people to death we need to move on it's an amazing film people um thank you for that what do you think about this format did you enjoy it Yes, very much. I I feel that through this, we can process many parts of the world. And yes, we're all learning about Sister Wives, but I like to think we've all learned a little bit about ourselves too. We sure have. Um, I think we're going to leave it there for oh, this I think week. We should. I think we should. Why take on more things when you can't cope with the things you've already got, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you ever so much for listening. Um, we're loving doing this. This is a really good TV show. Um, it really is. And I would have even, this is one of the few shows where I can say I, I could have, if I had the time and I'm not as good at, I'm not a timekeeper in the way that, uh, Robine is or, or Cody is clearly, um, I would have watched this episode more than once because yeah. I feel like once is really not enough. But No, there's layers. 
There is. There are layers. Um, thank you for joining us. Uh, please follow us. Um, subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform, rate and review us. Um, the other main property that we are uh, covering at the moment is 90 Day Fiance UK. We have one more week of that. So if you don't know about that yet, you've got the entire back catalog to go through. Um, yeah, track down the show as well. If if you went off 90 Day Fiance because it was just a bunch of influencers trying to be famous, um, it's been refreshing. I don't know that it's really stuck the landing, but um, it's definitely worth your time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and follow us on socials. Let us know what you think of this format, whether you like it, um, what you think of the show, whether you, like Cody have been transformed into an ancient Frenchman. Because <laughs> oh, he's always galled. Which is to say that he's always galled. <laughs> that, that's another uh, me playing with um, homonym, hom, homonyms. Let's, let's. Yeah, we'll leave, we'll leave that there. <laughs> um, have a wonderful week, everybody, and we will see you soon. Hang on. <laughs> Can't do a catchphrase like that. In the immortal words of Brother Alfie. See, see you, you soon. soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.